0: The volume. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. It's up, it's up. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.
1: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff died back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.
0: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
3: podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team, Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jenkins & Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.
4: There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Tons of reasons why I love betting the NFL on FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, it's fast, safe and secure, and it has fast payouts as quick as two hours. There's also so many bet types, including same-game parlay bets, live betting, player props, and futures. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they'll be sharing all season long on our podcast. If you've been listening along, you've heard a lot of those. There's risk-free bets and same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds markets, and more. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code J&J so they know we sent you. That's j ampersand j Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See full terms and conditions at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Thursday, January 20th, and we've got all kinds of great stuff to talk about, including the Jenkins and Jones review of Velocipastor, which was a maybe the greatest movie of the 2000s, a cultural moment. This is what Game of Thrones was supposed to be, Velocipastor. <laughs> Shut uh, the fuck up. As, <laughs> as always, <laughs> Jenkins and Jones is hosted by my good friends, <laughs> Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How we doing? Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. Was that? But y'all talking about Velocipastor. <laughs> I'm Guardy B, oh. a.k.a. Mike, and uh, we're recorded early because we set our alarms Wednesday morning to wake up before the sun to talk shit about Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Rudy.
5: <laughs> Rudy, the motherfucking saga continues. The Rodney Dangerfield of the NBA. Oh! <laughs> the no respect. I have never seen a three-time defensive player of the year get so disrespected. Um, we can add Stanley Johnson to the long list of guys who don't respect him, With along with KD, along with Ant Edwards, along with Bron in a roundabout way because Stanley Johnson said Bron gave him the scouting report. You know, so it's just <sighs> – But 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 in all seriousness, in all seriousness though, I I do think let's not be
6: serious. Let's not be serious. No 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 no. no, no. no, His serious
4: point uh, is about to be horrific. Yeah yeah,
5: okay okay okay. Let's go. I I I, I do think in all seriousness, you know, it is time to have a bit of a serious conversation about Rudy Gobert, and you know, we'll get to the slander later. You know, we do that enough with Rudy. But the truth of the matter here is that the dude just can't guard the perimeter, bro. I mean, you know, we saw how Steph had that grown-ass man spinning in circles like a four-year-old playing helicopter. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We saw how Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson played that man off the court in an elimination playoff game, right? We saw Stanley Johnson, a 10-day contract guy, hunting him out and busting his ass the other night. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, that's the scouting report on Rudy. Hunt him out, get him on the perimeter, and go to work. Now, another truth about Rudy here. You know, like I said, we're we're going to be a little serious here. Another truth about Rudy is he is a phenomenal rim protector, okay? I'll give him that. A generational rim protector. He's still a liability on the perimeter, though, and both of these things can be true, right? And, you know, you can say that isn't all on Rudy. You can say that he's being failed by his personnel, by his coaching. You can say that, you know, they should have better defenders on that roster and better scheming to prevent him from getting exposed like this, and I do think there's some validity there. But what's interesting about Gobert to me here is – He's somewhat of a case study on how the game has evolved, right? Because it's not enough to just solely be a rim protector in today's NBA anymore. You know, you have to hold your own on the perimeter, too. You know, we're in the positionless era now where every position can dribble, shoot, and create, you know, which, which has led to, like, the most spacing we've ever seen the game have. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, in the 90s, 2000s, your rim protector didn't need to be a force on the perimeter and, as, as well you know what i'm saying like when the jazz and, and the heat played in the 90s carl malone wasn't spotting up in the corner and pulling pj brown out there so stockton could you know hunt out um you know Zoe and but you know what i'm saying like like they hunt out rudy right so you know it that's that's what what's interesting about this to me you know what i mean so because you know these islands on the perimeter that wings are throwing rudy on they didn't exist back then you know, they do now. And in today's NBA, your rim protector has to be able to hold his own, you know, when a perimeter player tries to throw him in one of those islands. You take a look at today's best rim protectors, you know, Giannis, AD, and B, you know, they can all step out there and hold their own on the perimeter. DeAndre Ayton, you know, he's a young buck who can protect the rim and hold his own on the perimeter. The kid out in Cleveland, um Evan. Evan Mobley. Mobley. Yeah. Evan Mobley. Well you on feel his me? right. Well on his way to winning rookie of the year. Protects the rim and defends the perimeter too. Because that's the direction in which the game has progressed, which is why I say that, you know, Gobert is an interesting case study here because although he's a fucking revelation as a rim protector, him not being able to guard the perimeter makes him a bit of a relic in today's NBA too.
6: It's a pick and roll league and he can't guard the fucking pick and roll. Also, Murray played his ass off the court too. Let's not forget about him as well. dog. it's just like he has three deep defensive players of the year. He's going for a fourth. Ben Wallace has four. Are we going to, like, we're putting him in that rarefied fucking air right there with Ben Wallace? You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, LeBron told fucking Stanley Johnson. The ink is
4: still wet on a 10-day contract.
6: 10-day contract. Young man, that is food. Go hunt, (laughs) my nigga. You know what I mean? To the defensive fucking player of a year of fucking 10-day, get that shit the fuck out of my fucking face. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are making the defensive. Y'all just throwing away Defensive Player of the Year's in. You know what I'm saying? Giving it to a man that can't guard the perimeter in a in a, in a time where you have to, where it's 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 more than important. It's a must. You I know just, what I mean? I, because he's good at the fucking rim. Stop with the bullshit, bro. He ain't that. You know he's not him, G. You know what I mean? Stop playing. You know I, I it. it We, 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 we're, we're, you know, I I said not get serious, but I'm seriously not fucking with this shit. It bothers me. It's
4: weird. I actually think Tyler was almost too nice because he's a great rim protector when they're in system. When, Mm. when the, when a team does what the Lakers did, I mean, Stanley, like there's the old Mike Tyson thing. Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face, right? Stanley Johnson's version of punching Rudy Gobert in the face was putting his shoulder in his chest. In the fucking restricted zone, and Rudy Gobert just went flying out of frame, bro. Like, I mean, he was—if he has to guard the perimeter, he's also food under the rim when he's <laughs> isoed out. Jokic wasn't pulling Jokic isn't killing him on the perimeter. He gets fucking dunked on under the rim too. So when he's in system against a team that doesn't have a powerful center, absolutely, you know. But is that what the defensive—the defensive player of the year—is a dude that? Braun, the, the most calculating basketball mind we've maybe ever seen on a basketball court, mm. looks at this dude and tells Stanley Johnson, go win us the basketball game mm. after Russ already <laughs> sized him up. And Russ has not been able to finish against the pool When's noodles the last time he in did drills this year, bro. <laughs> bro <laughs> Russ tricky. has not been that able to finish against shit, air. <laughs> he, he, he made the top half of Rudy's body disappear on that dunk, bro. <laughs> Dude, did you
6: see how excited he got when he just saw Rudy was buck naked <laughs> under the rim?
4: Yes. A generational
6: fucking rim protector, bitch. This is money. I'm finna do this, man. You know what I mean? But think this about what John said.
4: If that—that's Ben Wallace. That's bro, ben, ben Wallace ben, in a defensive player of the year. He's
6: not even thinking me? about that. That's not and a that's thought when Ben is Wallace bro. is under the rim. Fuck you mean? Fuck you mean, dog? I just—I just can't stand that shit, bro. Throw these shits away.
5: And what I, what I hate about the Gobert dialogue is that snobby basketball Twitter, they act like, you know, you're casual if you say that, that you know, the dude's a liability at times, right? So, motherfucker, KD and Braun have said the same shit. You calling them casuals too? You know what I'm saying? Like, KD hopped on a podcast and said, that man got played off the court in the playoffs, bro. He is not that guy. You know
6: what I mean? Boom. If you're getting played off the court when you're actually having to play good teams, how the fuck? I don't give a fuck about the regular season. I know it's a regular season fucking award, but dog, when you're playing good teams and you're consistently playing off the court, stop playing, G. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, we we have like we have. Voter fatigue when it comes to the MVP and all this shit. When are we going to get voter fatigue for this motherfucker? And my nigga Nick Nickle Nick said that shit. When are we going to get voter fatigue for this motherfucker? You know what I mean? Because it's about goddamn time. We've seen all the flaws, and we still – we'll just give him defensive player of the year. You know what I mean? No, stop it. Stop it. I, I, it's over with. Let's let's stop playing ourselves. We're going to look back and be like, damn, we was tripping. I, I'm not going to, but the – you know what I'm saying? It's just It's wild.
4: It's wild to see – I don't have a DPOY vote. How many years? Has but been, I, I did many, not vote, vote for Gogurt If I did, have I'm saying.
6: One. But how many? How many series have we seen him like consecutively
4: played off the court? Wasn't it like two or three years back to back? We was played off the court. Well, because just, he can't go. Out- I, like I, I, just genuinely don't understand how your runaway repeat DPOY when the when another guy at your position has such a dominant run against him as Jokic does. I really, honestly, like if Michael Jordan was. A good system defender, but who was food for three other two guards in the NBA. No one's talking about Michael Jordan's defense the way. It's a really weird blind spot to totally overlook uh, in the way that people talk about him. I don't get it. And I don't feel – it's great. I enjoy making fun of him, and I don't think we have any Jazz fans who listen to the podcast. So like... If we
6: do, I don't give
4: a fuck. <laughs> And if they, and if we do, they know. They know what time it is. <laughs> and
5: Orange they, Rock for me. Rea- we have we have
6: we have realistic people that fuck with us. Like pretty reasonable. They probably look at this nigga like, bro, he's fooled as well. We do have jazz fans. They know what time it is.
4: Someone tweeted as a joke, but and you you both brought it up. But I really think there's something to it. If LeBron James is telling Stanley Johnson on a 10 day contract, that is your matchup. Go one on one with the DPOY. That should be disqualifying to some extent for the way people are talking about you as a defender. That's a real thing. Man on a
6: 10 day. There are some ways in which hunted. Yeah, he is hunting you. You know what I mean? There are ways come, in come which on.
4: basketball is a very complicated sport. You know, the analytics and all this other stuff. And then there's a way that it's still the same sport we played in elementary school. And if anyone told the weakest dude on their team, go at you, <laughs> that means something about you. It means they treated that. that man like he Lou will on defense. <laughs> they treated him like he was six, one, a hundred pounds. I oh, was me? flipping through the records at the fucking used record store. Found Rudy Gobert, and his face lit up. Yes, this is yes, the one. This is the one. <laughs> the, you know
6: what I mean? Yeah. What well, I'm finna eat today?
4: Rudy's Rudy's guarding me. I know exactly God. what wine I'm drinking while I listen to this. What?
5: <laughs> He would have put that Rudy pack in the air. Know, Come on, I G. know one thing. Brown wouldn't have told Stanley Johnson to hunt out Embiid. He wouldn't have told him to hunt wouldn't out Giannis. You know, he wouldn't have told wouldn't him to have hunt told him out, him out, A- out
6: Ben know. Wallace. He, right? Fuck no. Who he's getting to, you know, close to with defensive players of the year. He would not have said that for
5: sure. Sheesh. Rudy was sick of your shit, man. That's <laughs> that's basically it. <yeah. laughs> Point blank. Period. Point blank. Rudy, We're tired. we've had enough. <laughs> God damn it. We've the whole
4: pandemic enough. is your fault. First of all, first of all,
5: bro, and we, bro,
6: bro, and co- I just, bro,
4: the universe, I'm, I'm, I don't
6: even want to get into that.
4: All right. Um, let's talk about, we, we were just talking about this before we hopped on. We had a couple of uh, listeners tweeted us asking us to make sure we talked about uh, Lucy Harris, which I think is, is kind of a, a an obvious must. And I'm going to just own up to this right up top. Um, I'm like offended that Lucy Harris was not more famous uh, in her life. I have seen so many people reading obituary stories about her after her passing um, a couple of days ago, or uh, I think yesterday, actually, on Tuesday. Um, Anytime you talk about women athletes from, like, the pre-Title IX days or right as Title IX was passed, you're always going to hear some absolutely crazy, reckless shit about what they had to go through to do what all high school girls really in America get to do now and just be on a basketball team. But Lucy Harris incredible pioneer um the first woman to score in the Olympics um was drafted by the Jazz uh as a <laughs> as a black woman drafted into the NBA. 26 and
6: 17 off 60%. They should have drafted her. She was 6'3 too. <laughs> That's
4: like 7-1 these days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So incredible legacy um, and definitely wanted to talk about her. And I just wanted to talk about, like, I think this is something we need to be better at. And I actually think we need to be better at it in the sport of basketball. is talking about the pioneers and, you know, with all due respect to uh, our producer Jackson says, like, with all due respect to James Naismith, like... The people who help normalize playing basketball for black women, that's so much more of an important contribution in many ways (laughs) than the first dude to say, let's nail the bucket to the piece of wood. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, I I, I, I totally agree. There's, There's no reason every basketball fan should know who Dave DeBusher is and not know who she is. You know what I mean? Like... Like, that, that's, that's for sure a, a, a failure on, I don't know whose part here, the basketball historian's part or whatever, but we should not have found about her, um, you know, in her passing like this.
6: I mean, we talk basketball. We cover basketball. And we didn't know who she was. So it's not like just like some dudes is just like, oh, that, no, we should have known. It is wild to me that I didn't know. And then I'm reading all these things she accomplished. Like, like, like Mike said, first basket in Olympics women's basketball, I don't know who this woman is. That's wild as hell.
4: I talked about this with um I, I'm I, I'm very interested in the history of sports um and I, I I wrote a book on the history of basketball in Long Beach, and got a chance to talk to, um a lot of players. I mean, we could literally go back to the early 1900s for for women playing basketball in Long Beach because it was all farmers' daughters, and so there was no. Oh, they're delicate. Whatever. There was an expectation that they were going to be workhorses, right? And so, like, Polly had a six foot eight center in nineteen oh eight on the girls' basketball team. Wait, 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 wait,
6: wait. Okay, wait. Hold on. They were. They were. They were. were, were,
4: were, They're. Yes, they're playing against USC in like the early nineteen hundreds. And when you talk to, obviously, she's not around. But when you talk to like Penny Toler, who went to Long Beach State and was the first um, woman to score a point in the WNBA, the stories that they have to tell about the discrimination they faced as women and as black women trying to do something new is shocking. And it is like a Lucy Harris should have, we were just talking about, she should have been presenting the NBA 75 list, right? Facts. Like she should have, she should be incorporated into the history of the sport by the gatekeepers who are sort of deciding who gets to be a part of those presentations and stuff like that. Because it really is like, you know, put her on to put her on inside the NBA. The NBA have her come to a playoff like it's not. There's a couple different places you can put people so that everyone who's paying attention to basketball hears about them and knows about them. And she definitely deserved that treatment. Um, I'm glad she's getting the recognition she's getting in her passing, but clearly deserved more than you know she got uh, in the last few years of her life. In my opinion, and it's such a layup though.
6: It's not like they would have had to force anything. Like it, I mean, it it would it would have been so easy to include her in these things, but. One thing I noticed: seventh round. They had seven rounds of draft. Like, did they redo the entire team? I, I mean, it, like, how, it, how did from, from it's like eleven teams, yeah. fifteen <laughs> yeah, teams that, or something? That,
5: that's a lot of rounds. But it, she said she passed on that because she was pregnant. So pregnant, right? Right. It, it, right, it, it sounds yeah. like football shit where seventh round is just basically an invite to camp. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh,
6: okay, okay, yeah.
5: Well, she also said, and I, I and I I respected this because she she was a
4: trailblazer who. Had his, I, I've I've been reading feature articles about her. dot um, NBA.com had a feature article about her, and you know the ja- the the owner of the Jazz at the time said that it was something of a publicity stunt. She was the greatest women's player ever. It was a late round draft pick. They wanted to be able to say that they drafted her, and she mm-hmm. she was being interviewed about this like 30 years later, and she was laughing at the idea of her going up against Wilt. You know she was mm-hmm. she's not someone who it was trying to elevate herself um like she didn't have it she clearly didn't have an ego she still had a sense of humor and everything Mm -hmm. but her place in history like she deserves to be the person (laughs) who who has that place in history like john mentioned the stats the stats are crazy
6: and that's her average imagine what she was doing her senior year (laughs) you know like her
4: last year in college like that's crazy all right r.i.p lucy harris um let's talk about stephen adams (laughs) what a signature move to have your signature move being lifting another human being off the floor and walking him away like luggage just- it, was,
5: it was such another a,
6: huge human being
5: it, it was such a stephen adams moment because when when he's been in the middle of so much you know scuffles or whatever and he's always the come on dude you really don't want to do this guy right like, like that like that's just his whole you know mo and he just lifted that grown ass man up and, and calmly removed him from the situation. That shit, bro. I saw someone tweet. Someone said that, that, that Stephen Adams is from the Memphis part of New Zealand. <laughs> 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 and that was fucking
6: perfect. <laughs> no, I, to, for me, it's just the calmness of it. He just, you know, he, he doesn't think twice. He just picks the man up. The man actually patted him on his back. Like, okay, we good. You know what I mean? He he didn't even use his words. He didn't want to, you know, you don't want to. (laughs) He didn't say, no, he just tapped on his back. Yeah, we good. You know, appreciate you. I was tripping, my boy. You know what I mean? You know, like, (laughs) but I I, I, I love to see it every time. I'm just as amazed every single time because these aren't regular dudes. He's not picking up like a, a, he's not picking up Chris Paul. And, you know, these are other giant humans that duck when going through doors that he's making look like fucking Tonka toys. You know what I mean? It's (laughs) just incredible to see.
4: He is from New Zealand. He does have the they're tattoos. Different. And I would tell you in Long Beach, it is, an, it is understood that Polynesian people will either end the fight one way or the other. <laughs> if, if, if they decide you're not fighting anymore, you're not fighting anymore. If they decide to end the fight the other way, they're going to end the fight the other way. <laughs> it's just, but like he, the fact that he's breaking up fights between the tallest collection of people anywhere on planet Earth the same way i break up fights between my third grader and kindergartner <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> over all right, here right. with you <laughs> oh that's a superpower i would love it's, that nigga a, it's Zeus, it, dog. it's the funniest thing it's the funniest thing to me every time he does it <clears> thor <throat> did you guys see the clip of kyrie talking uh, to the fan in cleveland last night fans are the fucking of the clip of talk
6: kyrie like telling the truth <laughs> Being actually reasonable. <laughs> yeah.
5: That that clip? Yes. What'd you think of that, Tyler? Fans are fucking ridiculous. Fans are fucking ridiculous. Okay, so you know, some fan was heckling Kyrie, and Kyrie, you know, clapped back and said, and I gave y'all a championship. Y'all motherfuckers are ungrateful. And this motherfucker says, It was only one. Motherfucker, it's the only one you've ever had, bitch. Like <laughs> it's one <laughs> of one. What? Motherfucker, where are your other ones then? You know what I mean? It was only one, <laughs> motherfucker. Get your weak <laughs> ass out of here, here dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, that's yeah. Fans are fucking terrible, man. And and but but you know what? I think that I think that gave us a lot of insight into Kyrie too. You know, Kyrie, the, his whole kind of thing is he never has really felt fully appreciated for what he's done. And you know, moments like that probably validate that. You know, I I do think he's a bit off base with that a lot of times. I think a lot of people fully appreciate Kyrie for the outstanding basketball player who he is. But, you know, shit like that, you know, that would totally feed into your confirmation bias. I kind of believe you can't you can't appreciate
6: Kyrie enough. I think he just knows his worth, <laughs> no, But no, I just, I just feel like, dog, like I feel like you know, Kyrie is that good of a player. Like he is that special and that skilled. But anyway, dog, yeah, fuck fans. I, I I've, I've had an issue with fandom ever since. Like, I, I would say over the last three or four years, it's been just, it's, been, it's been hard to, to, to sympathize with fans in any way. You know, the way they treat the players is ridiculous. You know, in, in ways that are way more serious. But just one, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just, I, it, 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 you shouldn't even be able to talk to Kyrie, fuck nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous.
4: It's major incel energy from a fucking basketball fan. Like, it was he only had what, nothing else to a, say, though. Yeah, right. That's more right. of what it he was. Just it was just like he, he just didn't right. know. He just said, it's just one. He, just he probably knew he was saying some dumb shit. He was surprised Kyrie said something back to him. Right, right. And, just, <laughs> and he, he saw Kyrie when he said his feet.
6: It's just one Kyrie walked away. All right, I'm talking to a real weirdo here, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I ain't even going Even Kyrie was like, this nigga weird. <laughs> I ain't going to waste my time with this one. I'm on page 17 of YouTube. He on page 36. I'm, I'm out of you know I mean? here.
4: <laughs> yeah, Kyrie walked away because he realized he was talking to a lion, not a sheep. And he <laughs> well, was scared. That's, that's why he walked away.
1: Uh,
5: <laughs> uh, let's talk just about – Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well.
4: With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process. Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We were able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rage through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait.
5: Your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes for multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie gets the difficulties that come with home projects. Why not make it as simple as possible to tackle that project? Turn to Angie with confidence, even for major renovations or emergency repairs.
4: Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com
0: or download the app today. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with AMAX.
1: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye.
4: Each win means that much more in the NFL playoffs. That's why FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with 30-1 to enhanced odds for the divisional playoffs. Bet five to win $150 on any team to win any divisional playoff game. I am a reverse jinxer, and I am a huge Niners fan, which means I would pick the Packers to win their divisional round game. Hosting the 49ers, uh, I also do actually think that they're going to win, but I would pick them because of the reverse jinx properties of said pick. Um, If I were going with some game props, I would just assume that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a statement, FU game to the Packers management that he dislikes, so I would take all of his uh, player props on the overs. You can do this too. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook and make a deposit to claim your 30-1 to enhanced odds. There's no better place to bet the NFL playoffs than on America's number one sportsbook. It's a simple and easy-to-use app with generous promotions every day. It's safe and secure with the best-in-class customer service. And when you win, FanDuel will pay your winnings in as little as two hours. Already have FanDuel Sportsbook? FanDuel is hooking all customers up with $50 when you refer a friend, plus your friend will get $50 too. Don't miss your chance to win $150 off a $5 bet when you use promo code JNJ when signing up. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code J&J, that's J ampersand J, and pick your divisional playoff team before kickoff. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia, New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $150. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled and site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-Next-Step. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys, Tyler nothing literally nothing would please me more than to wake up early on wednesday to talk shit about rudy gobert and the dallas cowboys
5: the dallas cowboys the rudy gobert of the nfl playoffs (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly who those motherfuckers are dog the niners went up 23 7 and i tweeted out you know here's the part where the cowboys mount a comeback and you know, and blow it all in the final moments just to make this loss even more painful for their fans. We all know the script, and lo and behold, it happened. That's who the Cowboys are. I do not. I, fandom is fucking stupid, but being a Cowboys fan is even stupid for on the sports <laughs> fandom scale because they there's nothing worse than than giving your fan base false hope and then just snatching that away from them all the time. And that's exactly what the Cowboys do every time on the big stage.
4: I your tweet was correct not once but like four times. They <laughs> lost the game like four times in the last five minutes of the game. It's, I, it was unbelievable.
5: Dog, that, that when that motherfucking ref came out there and said the game's over, I fucking lost it. <laughs> I was in my crib hollering. I ain't never seen no shit like that, dog. I ain't never seen a ref just not explain why why the the the, the game was over. Motherfucker just said, "Bro, y'all gotta go. That's it, man." And <laughs> all <of> that. <laughs>
4: uh, (laughs) i'm a i'm a niners fan and i was very stressed out because it felt like uh kyle shanahan was gonna cowboy the cowboys and uh the niners managed to barely not lose the game but i had so many friends i think some of whom don't even know that we know each other in real life who, as I was stressing out in various group chats, people kept sending me that tweet. <laughs> and, I, and I was just Evergreen. like, yes, I'm familiar with how correct at Dragonfly Jones usually is, but I'm still feeling fucking stressed over here.
5: <laughs> no, the Cowboys are going Cowboy. Don't ever stress about that. I say that as someone who has been in their division, you know, for the whole, the few the, the years I was an NFL fan, so... Nah, Cowboys ain't never nothing to worry about, dog.
4: Greatly appreciate it. All right, it's now time for the debut of a new segment on Jenkins and Jones. I'm very excited. We need a, we need like a, we need, we need like horns. Fucking,
5: yeah, some, some so goddamn, what's, Troubadours or whatever the fuck? Yeah.
4: Or some rapper. We need something. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to introduce a new segment called, What Does Mick Cronin Look Like? Tyler, take it away.
5: I cast my vote as... An uncooked drumette wingette. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) An uncooked drumstick wingette. One one of those ones with with the little ass wing that's like two, with the the little ass bone that's like two inches long, one of them little straggly motherfuckers. That's what he looks like to me.
6: When I looked at this nigga, he looked like a blowfish right before they finna blow. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, that's what I was was like, this nigga face looked like he got another four inches of space in it. You know what I mean? Where he could really puff that motherfucker up that's what i was thinking like when i saw his face so yeah that's 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 what i'm going with this week
4: he looks to me like a naked mole rat who has just seen the summer sun for the first time (laughs) (laughs) he's so
6: red to be pale it's a weird mix right there you know the the mix of red
4: and clearness is a is, is really odd all right, that was What Does Mick Cronin Look Like. Uh, we'll be back. Stay tuned next week. Next week. <laughs> next week. We'll be back.
6: <laughs> to be continued. We on your duh, ass,
5: Mick.
4: Uh, <laughs> right, right. Let's we talk, ain't through. Let's talk about Gary Chambers, uh, candidate, recently declared candidate for uh, Senate in Louisiana, um, whose entire ad introducing his campaign was based on legalizing weed. The ad is 37 seconds long. The idea was that every 37 seconds, someone in America is uh, arrested for weed possession, which uh, I have to say shocked me a little bit to hear that that's still the case in 2022. So You I'm ain't been glad... in the South, G. Huh? Or the Midwest. What's that?
6: You ain't been in the South or the Midwest. That Cor- didn't shock me, G. Correct. Four years ago, I was hiding my weed driving around. You feel me? <laughs> Tucking that shit away.
4: That's crazy.
6: Yeah, y'all, but y'all, I mean, I remember coming out here in, like, early 2010s before it was dummy legal and, like, you know, like, going to Coachella and they were like, hey, you want a weed card? You know what I mean? And, like, it took me 45 minutes to get one or my homegirl jumping out the whip, blowing, a tr- blowing, you know, on fucking mail like, walking down the side. Nobody really tripped. Bro, they still tripping in the, in the south and Midwest, G. You know what I mean? At
5: least, you know... The areas where I was living in. So, yeah. I want, I want to say that's a phenomenal ad. And that is an issue I would be I would absolutely be a one-issue voter on. <laughs> like, like it was a toss-up between him and another, you know, Democrat on, on who I wanted to, to, to win that primary, legalized guy for sure gets the vote, dog. Real shit.
6: I think the thing is, too, with politicians, they always run as the person that they think you want and not as who they are or who they will be. I believe a hundred percent that Bro. this motherfucker is this yeah. motherfucker. He is Scarface to me. Yeah. Not <laughs> not not the movie Scarface, Texas Scarface. Right. I believe everything that came out of Scarface's mouth when he was rapping. Bro, he, 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 I believe he, everything he, this dude said too.
5: He rolled that bitch up in a backwood. You know what I'm saying? If, if he wanted me? to be cute, he'd, he'd have rolled it in a joint in some papers. He rolled that bitch in a backwood. He was out there smoking group, dog. You know what I'm saying? Fatty, like, like, that was a pterodactyl yeah. toe
6: that motherfucker was smoking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he and, and he did close-ups on it, multiple of them.
1: Like, uh-huh. yeah,
6: I'm really smoking this shit. He is really him. I would vote for that. You feel me? Off the strength of that, you know what I mean? That I know who I'm voting for, actually. You know what I mean?
5: Get, get a homie- dude who smells like backwoods on the Senate floor, bro. That's the 2022 oh my God, we need
6: for the culture baby we need it you feel me blowing one down in the car before he going before he pull up you feel me
4: yes Uh, sir other tyler hit me with the stat that 68 percent of americans are in favor of fully legalized weed which is i don't know what else 68 percent of americans agree on in 2022 But that's a, it's a it's a insanely high number for that not to be reflected uh, in our laws and a a indictment, obviously of a variety of aspects of American (laughs) governance
1: and culture.
6: Americans are capitalizing off of jails. How else we gonna get niggas in jail if we's not illegal? You know what I mean? So
1: a lot
4: lot of these areas,
6: you know what I'm saying? It it it, was
4: surprising to me though because I don't think in Southern California. I mean, I knew what, I knew what weed smell was in like elementary school mm-hmm. because you just, there's just never been a time that it wasn't like in the air in <laughs> Long Beach or you'd be parked, ne- you'd be in traffic next to someone smoking weed. You know what I mean? Bro. Like, so Bro. that
5: that's crazy to me <laughs> that it's still that way in the South and the Midwest. I'm going to tell you when I first realized what weed smoke smelled like, first time I smoked, Right. Okay. So, so my, my my parents were divorced. Right. I used to go, you know, spend weekends with my pops. First time I smoked, I was like, "Yo, this smells like my dad's apartment." <laughs> right. <laughs> and so that was a fucking <laughs> light bulb moment right there, dog. My pops was out here blowing it down, bro. That's
4: fucking hilarious. Yeah. Respect
5: to a real one. Hell yeah. My dad's
4: uh, my dad's condo after he and my mom split up didn't smell like weed. It smelled like pot because pot. I had fucking. <laughs> hippie parents so it was always pot you know which I I don't don't know why I find the word pot to be like physically revolting
5: (laughs) I get like if I hear someone say pot it's it's just like ugh I feel like when I hear pot I think of like hippies you know smoking out of like pipes like you don't roll pot up you know in a backwood you know what I'm saying Right. (laughs) right right right
6: That's, that you roll that up in paper, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Raggedy ass joint. But I remember the first time I was with my pop, I felt like, okay, he thinks I'm a man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would walk in there with my pants rolled up, my ankles showing shit, and shit, he'd be like, there's no man in you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the. the <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'm like, dad, you feel me? I'm just, you know, I can't show no ankle in this motherfucker. That's no man in you. So when he rolled up the joint in blue one with me, I was like, okay, baby he sees it, you feel me? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
4: John, <do you> know, <coughs> uh, speaking of weed... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to you want to tell people about this real-time shipwreck shit you okay, on, bro? this is the wildest like, use right. of technology i've heard of in quite some time
6: i haven't tapped in all the way me and we gonna have a real you know enjoyable experience probably this evening
4: actually because
6: no. I, I i filled it with pastor uh yes <laughs> like, like yesterday evening <laughs> or this past evening but um, uh, but yeah like basically it's real... They're real-time simulations, you know, like, minute-by-minute by, minute by minute simulations of sinking of ships. So, like, the SS Atlantic is, like, 20 minutes, the Titanic is two and a half hours. You can jump into the SS Atlantic and watch... I mean, it... it but, like, if you look at the simulation, like, you hear the waves, you see how it, sh- sh- how it sunk, and it gives you, like, text telling you what happened when, the whole time. So, like, as a, like... I, I, it just loves history (laughs) the weird shit like that as well as getting high i'm fully tapping in with that the two hours jumping right into the deep end for the titanic two and a half hours me and we gonna get real close right before it (laughs) and i'm just gonna have my mind blown for two and a half fucking hours and i'm so fucking excited about it my homie nick you know put me put me on to it um he and like he's watched he watched the titanic one like three or four times you know what i mean like I think ex- I mean I, with him telling me about it. I was excited. I mean, is this it's is, gonna be exhilarating experience?
5: <laughs> is this a series? Like, are there other videos too, like this? Or? Yes,
6: SS Atlantic. There's a one where um, I think the SS Atlantic is when the torpedo hit it. I Goddamn. think there's one with the torpedo. Yeah, I think that's the one. Um, there's a there's a, there's some they get really specific, like saying like, hey, um, like I think that with the SS Atlantic, it was moving so fast because like the brakes went out or the engine went out and so when they were trying to let down the uh the life rafts like they were, the people were just running into the water cuz you can't let down the life rafts while the plane is while the boat is moving that fast also there was one where the the water was really choppy and it got and it fucked up the boat and like people didn't die like getting into the water they were living but the water threw them up against rocks like <laughs> i'm not watching those two high. <laughs> but uh, the titanic <laughs> it seems like a you know i can you know Stomach that while wow, actually yeah, but I th- it's it's I think it's just interesting and knowing. I think the same thing with uh the one that the choppy water fucked it up. Um, it's, it was a, it was the same people that made it that made the Titanic, um, and they were boasting the same thing like it's unsinkable, you know what I mean? And with the Titanic, there was supposed to be a dr- th- there's supposed to be a drill where like a like a like kind of like a the fire drill, like you know, just in case the boat sinking. And the captain like canceled it on some like, yeah, right. Like (laughs) we don't need this the day of, you feel me? (laughs) Crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy. But yeah, man. So there's a bunch of weird facts in there that I'm going to just dive all the way into. Um, That captain
4: is canceled. (laughs) <laughs> did, you, did, you, right? did
6: you see the visual image of it did you tap on the link
4: I, I like scrolled through it real quick just to see what the effects look like and yeah it's, it's crazy but this is like we do, I need I, an
6: oculus I need an oculus for ex- these
4: yeah. type of historical simulations
6: you know what I mean could you imagine being high and watching this through an oculus am I tripping
5: this sounds like an experience
6: there we go. <laughs> I needed somebody to tap in. Yeah, I might,
5: I might fuck with it too, man. We'll no,
6: I, I mean Tyler. Like two a.m. You know, you be up. You be up yeah. crazy hours. You know, what I mean, the, the rest of the world sleep. You know, in, 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 in VA, you feel me? You got two. I mean, just you just blow something down. Get you some. Get you some, some 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 snacks. You know, what I mean, and, and two and a half hours is filled, baby. Of just facts. I just love you know the idea I mean?
4: of using technology. Light for shit like this Like we were talking about I think we talked about this On the pod like last year Bro look at Mike First of all look at Mike. This man is Cozy tired. boy I'm tired dog
6: Bro his I back a... is extra backing You see how it's going up To the back of his
4: The hook on his head <laughs> like, like, <laughs> This Your is my exact This is my exact slouch spot On this <laughs> chair Where I could put my head <laughs> So it's just Like you said It's on the top of the cushion Not the back right of
6: it's crazy. Your head is resting on your back right now. But go ahead, G. I'm in equilibrium
4: right now. <laughs> Say, all, make your point. Make all your is point. well. I just th- I was like last year we talked about how all technology in humans' hands goes to do horrible things with porn first, and then ultimately it makes its way as the tech gets or or it's it's all porn or war, right? And so right, like right. deep fake technology the ability to do this with AI stuff to where people like us who don't know how to do visual effects could still manipulate things. It's like deep fake technology. It's obviously like 99% of what it's on the internet for is to do horribly misogynistic things and put women in videos that obviously they they aren't in or whatever else. And, um, but the upside of it, there's a great podcast series on this called, uh, brave new world, not brave new planet brave new planet. That's like, here's new technology. Here's the potential good stuff. Here's the potential bad stuff. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's everything from, um, like stuff to help block the sun out to fight climate change to deep fake stuff. But one of the things they talked about was using this type of technology to help people who have Alzheimer's or other, you know, degenerative mental conditions to reconnect with things that like they could animate, someone's wife from 40 years oh, ago, wow. or, right? Like, wow, like wow. That you could do these different types of things, but also on the educational front that imagine like if Somia by the time she's in elementary school, if, mm-hmm. you know, cause now look at technology. Now my kid, my daughter has, it. my daughter's in kindergarten. Maya has a, right. she has a laptop at school. She has her own laptop. It's a public school. It's Long Beach. We're, she just, we don't live in Beverly Hills. Like she has a right. laptop. And so yeah. imagine if by the time Somia gets to elementary school, an Oculus or whatever the cheap Google knockoff of an Oculus is called at that time, you, the teacher goes, we're going to ancient Egypt today. And all you the know, kids... And actually in it and all the kids experiencing instead of reading and, about it, right? Right, you know what I mean? They, and they can walk around and they can go up to the people that look interesting to them and have a conversation. <sighs> like, that technology is, like, really coming along to be able to do shit like that. Like, there's some really cool non-black mirror shit that is coming with technology, hopefully, in addition to... <laughs> all of the horrible shit that's coming with it as well you know i
6: i usually play things like like old movies or things in the background while i'm working i think i'm gonna start playing these like have them up on the the other this, this the work screen you know what i mean tapping a little bit work tap. i think this is gonna be my thing i can just learn a little bit while cutting it you know while creating scripts and all that type of stuff I'm really excited about this, guys. You just have no idea, okay, how I feel on the inside about this. No, it's, I'm really excited for real.
4: Speaking of people with strong feelings on the inside, let's talk about the man of the claw, the Velocipastor. The man of the claw. <laughs> Tyler, I'm, first of all, let me just say, Tyler, you hit it on the head. I, my only worry when we said we were going to watch this movie was that it was going to be bad in the wrong way, mm-hmm. but it
5: was bad in the right way. It was, and I thought you it hit was, that on the head. Yes, it was bad on the right. Like I thought it was going to be a gore movie that was just terrible, but it's a comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like like I knew it was gonna be a movie that didn't take itself seriously. But this is a movie that clowns the shit out of itself. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 the first scene where where they just did the VFX car explosion. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, it was it was a fun ass movie. I would say I was I was like near the end of the movie, I was like, okay, we didn't get it. No. Velocipaster in this. But the one scene that the the, the Velociraptor <laughs> came through, I feel like it totally made up for it. So yeah, it was as terrible as I wanted to be in all the great ways. They spent thirty five thousand dollars
4: on this movie and I bet thirty thousand dollars of it was on the suit for that final scene. <laughs> <laughs> where you can literally see the act, the hump in the dinosaur's back for where the actor's head is it's, it's so I feel perfect.
6: like the t- entire time I'm looking like where did this $35,000 go? I feel like they didn't spend half of that. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was like this cost $35,000? They pocketed a lot of that money, G. You know what I mean. <laughs> a lot of that went to crafty. You know what I mean. <laughs> Lunch during the shots. They had the fast. in and out truck. They
4: had the double double truck pull up every day.
6: <laughs> Going crazy. That's where all the money went. You know what I mean. Uh, I for love tamales.
4: I love the 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 part that killed me. Shar and I were just on the couch, like dying hysterically for the whole. And it was at like an hour and ten minutes, which is a perfect length for a terrible movie to be. By the way, seventy yeah. minutes. Get really, sure. we, get, we get in and out, but the part where the, um, the old priest's wife inexplicably showed up to see him in Vietnam that was... and then literally turned into a bucket of corn syrup blood <laughs> was like, <laughs> I was screaming, bro. <laughs> like what the you, fuck is this You brought,
6: you brought this up, Mike, w- w- the first time we saw Velasa pastor and like, we see the mannequin's head rolled into the, <laughs> like somebody probably grabbed it by the nostrils and eyes and like bowling ball rolled that into the scene, you know what I mean? Like, that was, that was beautiful actually. More, more of that please. I, I like that type of funny when it's like we're just leaning all the way into the fact that, you know, there's nothing real about this.
5: The writers... The Frankie Mermaid deserves a best supporting actor. <laughs> Oscar, that mu- that motherfucker was in that movie for like eight minutes, and it was all of those eight minutes were gold, bro. <laughs> the
6: sandwich and you know bopper reference that yeah. that was on it. That, that was, I'd be rich <laughs> <laughs> if you bop like you ate them sandwiches.
4: <laughs> I feel I'm trying to remember the other the line that killed Char was when. <laughs> When he's talking to When the Velociraptor is talking to his love interest And they're having the miscommunication about He thinks that they had sex last night And then he says What are you talking about? Right. And she says When you turn into a dinosaur and ate someone <laughs> I think he said what like 19 times he said, <laughs> what? <laughs> and then this this the shot <laughs> What? <laughs> Anyway, uh, the writer-slash-director-slash-executive-producer of Velocipastor is uh, is currently raising money for Velocipastor 2. So, very oh, excited. Yeah. We'll keep everyone posted about future release. There are other movies like this on Amazon that were recommended to me because I watched this, including Lamageddon, mm. Santa Jaws, about a, the Santa Claus of sharks. Hmm. John's not no. going for Santa John's. <laughs> no. But pastor made. I think
6: that's I think that's my limit, guys. I mean, <laughs> go on without me. I'll be OK. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I got, you know, I got ships to sing. I got I got I got to watch those. You feel me?
4: That's our time for Jenkins and Jones. We're going to go hey, back to Before We, we Shake. Before yes. We Shake.
6: Shout yes. out to Leon Tally, you know what I mean, creative director of, of Vogue 73 pass. The dude was an icon, you Appreciate know what I mean. That. Special man. I watched a doc on him um and what he did during his time pit his time here was was amazing. So, we losing a lot of greats over the you know, it seems like, you know, um as of recent, maybe I'm just old, but it's it's, you know, shout out to him, G. I was a big fan of his.
4: I mentioned that to my mom, feeling like more celebrities and more like respected people were passing away and that she gave me like the saddest look and she was like that's just
6: that's what it is every G.
4: every year you're older it's more people you know you know what i mean it's just like a, it's it's, a, it's crazy I, it's not something you'd ever think about as a kid obviously but it, yeah it's crazy
6: that's that's one thing i think about when it comes to like wishing my life away on some like not on, i mean like i don't think about 10 years from now or like Hey, I wonder what's I'm I i, I can not wait till for two years from now because you don't know who's not gonna be there. You know what I mean? So I really don't think like that because cause I you know I, I try to just enjoy the moment because you can't you know I mean, yeah these moments would be great but you know who in, in the future but who do you lose on the way to getting to those moments? So I can't I don't even you know think about the future like that. This is a sad wait in the pot.
4: That was <laughs> fucking heavy. We opened up no, making fun I, of I, Rudy Gogert. <laughs> Rudy Gobert Y'all want to start clowning him some more? I know you got some more material.
5: <laughs> Who does Mick Cronin look like? What flavor <laughs> of Yo Play Gogurt is. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs>
6: right. Strawberry, because he's delicious. He's but fried anyway. barbecue chicken. <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: All right, that's our time on Jenkins and Jones. Thank you for fucking with us. Thank you uh, for uh, hating Rudy Gobert with us. Uh,. <laughs> Thank you for learning with us and for making fun of the Cowboys with us. And thank you to the makers of VelociFast. Bye. Bye.
5: Bye. Bye.
1: (laughs) It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.